What are the differences between ADHD and autism? I'm a child therapist and I help families connect and communicate. Research shows that between 50 to 80% of people diagnosed with autism will eventually be diagnosed with ADHD later in life. And 20 to 50% of people diagnosed with ADHD will eventually be diagnosed with autism. So there's a lot of overlap. So I made this graphic to help the visual learners better understand and conceptualize uh, if they've been diagnosed with one or the other, uh, if they may need reassessment, or for those that uh, may be wondering or curious about the diagnostic criteria and their associated features in comorbidities, uh, be able to kind of see where they overlap and where they differentiate to, to get a better understanding. This is uh, kind of broad in general, and some of it can seem contradictory. That's the way it goes with neurodevelopmental disabilities. So I will uh, pop out of the way so you can take a screenshot of this if you would like. So I'll give a countdown. Three, two, one. Got it. Good. Cool. So, so I'll go over the official diagnostic criteria from the DSM-5 text revision. And, and then I will kind of go over the chart that I made too. Uh, now I'll, I'll get out of the way so you can screenshot this too if you want. So three, two, one. For ADHD, there's two categories of symptoms. Inattention, uh, being easily distracted, disorganized, often forgetful. And then the second one is hyperactivity slash impulsivity. So fidgety, restless, on the go, impatient, reactive. And for autism, there's also two categories of symptoms. The first is deficits in social communication and social interaction. So having difficulty understanding and interpreting nonverbal body language, uh, being able to read between the lines and understanding uh, metaphors and euphemisms and sarcasm. And the second category is they refer to it as simply restrictive and repetitive patterns of behaviors, activities, and interests. Uh, but also underneath that was hypo and hypersensitivity to sensory input. So I just kind of made it my own because to me, it really didn't fit in in the, the restricted and repetitive patterns. So I was like, I'm just going to put there. So I'm being a little rebellious. But for restrictive and repetitive patterns, those can look like special interest. Those can look like stimming and the hypo and hypersensitivity sensory input uh, could be um, loud noises hurt or provide a, a startle response or hyposensitivity would be uh, not responding when their name is being called. And there's varying levels of support needs for autistic people. There's levels one, two, and three. And one is requiring support, two is requiring substantial support, and level three is requiring very substantial support. So I'll go over the similarities first. A hyperfocus burnout cycle. So it's usually like you're doing all the things or none of the things, and you're in some varying stage of recovery from that. Uh, there's high rates of trauma, dissociation, anxiety, depression, and substance use compared to the neurotypical population. 
Uh, often there's irregular sleeping and eating patterns, delayed development. So sometimes they're referred to as late bloomers. Emotional dysregulation. It's difficult to control emotions for many different reasons. Uh, consistently inconsistent, and that what I mean by that is executive dysfunction. Uh, social difficulties, relationship difficulties, sensory processing issues, and learning disorders. There is a high rate of overlap for these and high rates of comorbidities and associated features with both ADHD and autism. So uh, for the ADHD and autism, I tried to kind of put it side by side, not necessarily in the middle, but like by each side as to like kind of differentiate. So ADHD is more like fidgeting and autism is more like stimming. So how I differentiate the two is fidgeting is more so like constantly moving to uh, get rid of excess energy and stimming is more so for self-soothing. Uh, the next one is hyperfixation and special interests. So hyperfixation is more like uh, flavor of the week. It's more fleeting. Uh, it's more, uh, it's it's less intense and it doesn't last as long. Whereas a special interest, and again, th this is I'm just this is general. Special interest is more uh, longer lasting. Uh, the interest could be more intense. Uh, ADHD people, they tend to often uh, be and thrive in organized chaos. And uh, most autistic people do really well with routines and similarities. Uh, ADHD people, uh, one of the symptoms is excessive talking. So there can be lots of talking, whereas autistic people, they um, it may be hard for them to understand small talk, the purpose of it, because their communication is usually like task oriented instead of like, uh, where is this going? Why are you going through these different tangents when, you know, we're here to talk about this. ADHD people tend to be more sensory seekers. Uh, they tend to seek out, uh, sensory input because they f are feeling understimulated and, uh, autistic people, uh, they tend to have sensory sensitivities. And again, uh, that may be contradictory. It, it, that, those, some of these may be flipped too. So that's why it can be confusing. And that's why there's a lot of overlap. And so the last three on each category, they aren't necessarily like one-to-one -one directly related, um, but they are important distinctions too. So ADHD uh, is characterized by impulsivity, reactivity, impatience, uh, often can be restless on the go as if they're like driven by a motor, just constantly moving, running, jumping, climbing, um, and often very distractible. Uh, ADHD is often referred to as having an interest-based nervous system. So they gravitate towards what's interesting and not necessarily what's important. Um, and the other bottom three for autism is uh, they're characterized by an analytical and logical thinking process. So uh, they don't skip steps. They do it very methodically. They have a high need for precision and accuracy. Uh, they dislike unexpected changes. Any sort of spontaneity and change of their routine can be extremely distressing to some autistic people. And they do really well with direct explicit communication, which 
what I've been trying to do. I, I pretty sure I probably fall short in some spaces and that's okay. And other things associated with autism is bottom up processing compared to top down processing. So bottom up processing is using your sensory inputs to take in and make sense of the world. Whereas top down processing is using your thoughts or knowledge that's um, provided to you to help make sense of what's going on inside of your body. And during language development, autistic people are often gestalt language processors where the child learns uh, a phrase, they learn what that means, and then they start breaking down the phrase into smaller and smaller chunks to learn. So that's why it could be hard for them to understand euphemisms uh, compared to neurotypical children where they learn a word and they start putting those words into phrases so they understand each word may have a different context. So if you made it all the way through this, thank you for sharing your time with me. Uh, I hope this has clarified some things. Uh, if it's created more confusion, uh, please let me know. Um, this is kind of like my first draft. So, uh, so let me know where I could improve or what I could clear up. So thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. Short Cast Club.